Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Help Desk for Friday the 4th of December. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. And we've gotten to the end of another week, Tess, and I thought that for, for Friday we should keep the uh, the stories kind of light. So we're going to push off any of the, the hardcore stories for next Monday. Is that okay with you? Sounds, <laughs> sounds good. Um, and now we've got a good lunchtime story to start with. The Guardian is reporting that cultured meat produced in bioreactors without the slaughter of an animal has been approved to go on sale in Singapore. And this is the first time lab-grown meat has been approved for sale anywhere in the world. Yeah, the company is making chicken bites from the US company Eat Just, and they've passed all safety reviews by the Singapore Food Agency. The approval could open the door for a future where all meat is produced without killing livestock, the company said. So, Tess, are you keen on eating lab-grown meat? I'm not against it. Uh, I've not given it too much thought. I have tried a lot of the plant-based meats that have come out uh, from Australia over the last year or so, and I'm a big fan of those. My, I guess my, my hang-up with some of these is a little bit of suspicion that are these actually more environmentally friendly or would they take more energy to produce than than the meat itself? So I still want to see like an audit on the environmental credentials behind the alternative meat sources, but uh, they taste great and yeah, no, no other objections to eating it. How about you? Yeah, I, I'd be super keen to try these. Um, I, I really enjoy, you know, Beyond Meats and and a couple of those. And and I've cut down to a couple of meat free days each uh, week now, which is very different to the the dinners I had growing up. But yeah, I, I think I mean, just on paper, it sounds like this would be uh, better for the environment, just because there's such a massive footprint, carbon footprint, when it comes to producing meat, and also the the amazing amount of trees that have to be cut down to to create pastures for for cows and things like that. So I don't know. It, it on paper, uh, it sounds like this would be better for the environment. But you're right. We we we'd have to see a proper study done. But I'm I'm all for meat that that tastes like meat that doesn't kill an animal. <laughs> I think that would be much better for my conscience. And we've also seen that, you know, slaughterhouses have been a main point of COVID transmission just because of the heat, how close together people are and, and that kind of all, it's the perfect storm of COVID transmission. So uh, anything to stop that would be good as well. And this is, um, again, has some similarities to what we we're talking about with the, the gaming story earlier this week in that the companies here in Australia, at least the plant-based meat alternatives, are really, again, picturing themselves as being big food providers into Asia. And if Australia can scale up its actual manufacturing and put some support behind it, then it's another big potential export opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, let's let's uh, sell our our expertise at uh, fake meat to to the rest fake of the world. Meat. 
Our next story is, has COVID killed cinemas? So Warner Brothers will be releasing almost all of its 2021 movies simultaneously on on streaming service HBO Max in the States. So Warner Media has announced that the movies will only stream on HBO Max for one month before leaving the platform for a period of time. And so so that creates the the window, the release window that cinemas have long held onto as their their reason for being that, you know, the, the a movie will debut in a cinema and everyone knows that there's going to be a window of time before they will be able to watch it on streaming services. So that is what is supposed to motivate people to get to the cinema to see it there. So, you know, this is this is an interesting uh, turnaround where, you know, HBO Max is not something everyone has, but it, it's a step forward for streaming. Yeah, so the, the plan is going to run as an experiment for one year with movies like Space Jam, A New Legacy, The Suicide Squad and Matrix 4. HBO Max users won't have to pay anything but the standard $15 per month to access these movies. Disney also experimented with streaming blockbusters like Mulan earlier this year, but it charged $20 on top of the standard Disney Plus subscription. Um, I did not catch that one and I don't have a Disney Plus subscription. Ah, uh, yes, but you don't have children. I, I have a Disney Plus subscription <laughs> um, and, and it gets a fair workout at this house because of the kids. But yeah, we, we didn't pay for Milan uh, just because it's kind of outside of uh, of Penny's age bracket right now. But it, it's interesting. I, I mean, I, I loved cinemas as a kid. I loved the experience of going to the cinema. I don't want to see cinemas go for good, but yeah, it seems like they're going to become... Far, far more niche than they currently are. Definitely. I would say that COVID for me didn't necessarily kill the cinema. The sort of $30 ticket to go to the cinema kind of killed it for me a few years ago. They, they really have changed to just being that big occasion or big, big thinking about it as, as a night out, not as like a, an entertainment alternative where you would rely on, you'd now rely on streaming for that sort of thing. So I think that it has some implications for cinema, cinemas and also the producers of content as well. And just, I think it's going to take them a little while to get their distribution and pricing strategies right and make sure they don't have, make sure they can still create demand and, and get make money as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting really to see what happens with cinemas over time. I mean, I I would love to go back to the time of when I was a kid when there were, you know, small independent and small suburban cinemas all over the place rather than the giant multiplexes that are really just there to... Uh, like you say, charge 30 bucks for whatever Marvel or Disney have released that year. And that tends to be the only thing that are drawing people to the cinemas. I've only been to the cinemas once since lockdown has ended, and that was to see the Paw Patrol movie with my five-year-old. And the nice thing about that was I was able to pull up my face mask and over my eyes and and get a little nap in. So that was nice. (laughs) But Apple, moving on, Apple has opened up its small business portal for businesses that earn less than $1 million over the the course of a year. This is the thing we flagged a few weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. This was the thing we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So the process seems straightforward enough. I spoke to one of my dev mates earlier this morning. You just sign up through iTunes Connect and it examines what your sales were for the year 2020. Uh, If you are under a million bucks, I'd I'd imagine you'd know that. And if you are eligible, then you will be moved to the new pay scale for 2021. So there's really not a lot for developers to have to do. They just get the extra 15% back. So yeah, good work, Apple. And Casey Newton, the US tech journalist, has a nice history lesson on Slack today. And his piece is titled, How Microsoft Crushed Slack. 
um, so this is a follow-up on uh, the acquisition that we spoke about earlier this week. And Casey says the company was doomed the moment Microsoft released Teams and bundled it in with Office 365. Uh, he notes uh, the open letter that Slack posted in the New York Times back in 2016, welcoming Microsoft to the workplace chat space. Yes, and for those who don't recognize the hubris, because uh, Casey doesn't point it out, but uh, Apple wrote a very similar welcome letter to IBM back in the 80s, welcoming them to personal computers. And that didn't turn out too well for Apple uh, back in the day. So when Teams was introduced, I, I have to admit, I was running Slack at my team at an old job. And, you know, I loved Slack and I still love Slack. I still use it daily. But even though I hated the UI of Teams, I quickly moved our chat to Teams just because it was easy to get manager buy-in. We were an Office 365 house. And so it just made a lot more sense to start kind of moving all of our discussions to Teams. And so, you know, there, there's a lot to be said for, for bundling, which is one thing Stuart Butterfield has has complained about to the EU about um, Microsoft's unfair advantage over Slack. But either way, not much more to say about this uh, story other than it is a really great weekend read and Casey makes some excellent points. And uh, we're sticking with Casey Newton for our next story as well. We're, we wanted to end the week talking about um, Spotify wrapped. Each December, Spotify crunches the numbers and produces a little personalised story based on your listening habits for the year. And you can easily screenshot that or share it across your socials. And people love to share their music habits. Anyway, as Casey Newton uh, pointed out on Twitter, is there a better consumer marketing campaign than Spotify wrapped? Every year it takes over my social feeds and I like it. Then he goes on <laughs> to say, Spotify wrapped is so powerful that it makes people regret having children. How many other marketing campaigns can say that? That is so, true. Peter, Yes. <laughs> I don't regret having kids, but I do regret moving to Spotify and allowing them to, to use my account. So yeah, I, I went through my Spotify wrapped for the year and, and look, as, as ridiculous as this sounds, I actually switched from Google Music to Spotify a couple of years ago, purely because I was jealous of all the stats that other people started posting. Casey's right. There is something about that looking back in, in such a fun data driven way. Like it's not what you think is your favorite song. It is what you actually listen to a lot. And th yeah, there's something really nice about seeing that. And I, I, I do think it is genius marketing. Um, unfortunately, yeah, I, I'm, I'm now on my third Spotify account. My first two were destroyed by my five-year-old's mm. musical taste. I'm onto my third where she hasn't infiltrated as much, but she still has four of my top five songs for the year. So what, what, <laughs> what do your stats look like? I'm sure they're much better than mine. Uh my stats look, uh, they look like things that were popular 18 months ago. Come come to the pop culture party slightly late. There's a lot of Lizzo and a lot of Haim in there this year. But I mean, the Spotify wrapped thing to me, I was kind of wondering if it's a bit like telling someone about the dream you had last night. Like <laughs> it's incredibly interesting to you, mm -hmm. but no one else cares, especially on Instagram when, when you start going through stories and seeing everyone sharing their stories it's unless they've got a similar taste in music to you it, it does get a bit repetitive but it it's just so it's, it is so powerful that just makes you want to share even though you know it's going to no be one, one of many many similar posts that no one else cares about yeah yeah i think you're right like i i was that is so funny because i was scrolling through twitter the other day when it first came out and just person after person was posting their their top 
track for the year and I was like I don't, I don't even know what that is I don't care about that that's a boring song and <laughs> so yeah yeah I completely dismissed everyone else's but yeah they, it's like when parents think that their kids are the most adorable yeah you think that <laughs> uh, anyway um I yeah so my my top song was uh, Lupe Fiasco's The Show Goes On which kind of tells you what year I've had and then the rest is like Dance Monkey and uh, something else that she heard at daycare and yeah a whole bunch totally. of totally everyone's everyone spent a lot of time listening to music this year indeed well that's all we have time for for this week there is actually a special show coming out over the weekend which is called the help desk escalations where myself and a couple of nerds uh, discuss monitor buying techniques and and what you should look for if you're looking to buy a home monitor uh, which was one of the big questions we were asked on twitter the other day so i thought that that would be a nice little weekend listen it's very nerdy uh, it, it'll probably go for about 30 minutes so uh, that will be in your feed as well and tess we've we're changing the format from next week we are we're going to be not getting up earlier but in your feeds earlier Mm, yeah yeah so we will be in your rss by 6 a.m so if you do an an early morning walk or you just want to hear a bit of tech news as the coffee is being made then we'll be there for you and and hopefully you'll enjoy the the new time slot awesome we'll look forward to chatting again next week all right thank you tess and speak to you then bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.